Hey guys, just wanted to let you know that this episode is sponsored by Z's Natural um, Hair and Skin Products. If you would like to maintain your hair or get glossy lips like mine, um, go ahead and check out that website and um, put in the code um, WIS15 if you would like to get 15% off. And the website is zsartistry.com. That is zsartistry.com. So yeah, go ahead and check that out and hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, this is Erica. And this is Kelly. Welcome to our fifth episode of Women in STEM Entertainment. Hopefully you're getting used to the name by now. <laughs> yes, it's it's flowing beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, today we are reviewing the movie Hidden Figures. Yeah. (laughs) It's um, for anyone who hasn't seen it before. um, It came out in 2016. So, Mm -hmm. yep. Should have seen it already. But it was great. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I mean, you can still watch it now. We won't be angry. I mean, it's never too late, I feel like. Yeah, that's true. That (laughs) is very true. We're about to spoil it. We're going to spoil it bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's a good point. That's our spoiler alert. It's about to happen. There we go. Um, yeah. <laughs> so this was this was a really fun one to. I really wanted us to do this one, like because it's all about black women in in a STEM field, mm-hmm. and um, we hadn't uh, the all of the movies thus far. I don't think any of them have had any black women who were uh, the woman in STEM in that field. So, yeah, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, it's such an important. So I really one. wanted to do this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it was your first time seeing it, right? Uh, no, I had seen it before. Um, I went to see oh, it okay, in okay. theaters by myself, I believe. <laughs> oh, yeah, you were you were more hardcore than I was. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna get some friends. Let's see who wants to go. Mm-hmm. And I think I saw it in the theater. Or I might have ended up renting it. I don't remember. But this was the second time. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of it was fuzzy for me. Uh-huh. So, and I didn't expect yeah. to get so repeatedly emotional. I mean, I. I mean, I guess I knew mm. that. I think I wrote it somewhere. Oh yeah, in my notes I wrote, "If you want to cry while you eat your breakfast, watch this movie." <laughs> and that's assuming oh that gosh. you're oh. eating breakfast. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess it holds true for yes. dinner, lunch, snack, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, any of mm-hmm. them. It's it is an emotional movie. I um I think in the, the first time I saw it, I was more emotional. This time I was like I feel like I was in study mode and I'm like, all right, remember stuff. Mm, but um, I did not do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um I mean I maybe I should have been in study mode, but I was just kind of taking it all yeah, in no. and I don't know, I was just in a very like emotionally raw place or maybe just the movie induced that mm-hmm. in me, but I was just so yeah, just taken on this emotional ride. Um and I was not mad about yeah. it. No, it's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
it's a good movie. It's it's a good one to get emotional mm-hmm. for. Like that <laughs> definitely. Yeah. So some background. Mm-hmm. Uh the movie is based on a book by oh, uh the author. I didn't realize it was based on Margo. a book. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Um so it's based on a true book uh by Margot Lee Shetterly, uh where she's um highlighting these groups of women so basically actually let me let me get the full name of the book up the name of the book is hidden figures the american dream and the untold story of the black women mathematicians who helped win the space race oh so that is by margot lee shatterly she's also a black woman uh not in stem but she's a black woman who wrote the book so what i wrote in my notes was book Black author, mm-hmm. Margot Lee Shetterly, need to read. And I've wrote that before. I <laughs> I have so many books on my shelf that I'm like, yep, read it. Yes. Yeah, and I will. That's like the only type of book that I own now. Inside my bed. Yeah. You should see the stack yeah. of books literally no. on my nightstand. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 oh books stacked on top of each other. Yes. I'm trying to shame myself into reading them, but it hasn't worked yet. <laughs> No, uh, between books and journals, like I have like dream journal, uh, podcasting journal, ooh. my journal journal, so many books and so many journals mm-hmm. and I'll go to bookstores and then be like guilted out of buying a book because I'm like, oh, this looks nice. And then I'll see one that's on my nightstand and I'm like, just go, home. <laughs> just don't look at any more books and go home. I've recently but, kind of like yeah. thought about maybe I just need to listen to audiobooks, but that doesn't solve the problem of the bazillion books that I bought with my hard earned money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah, exactly. You got to read them. It's a struggle. But yeah, it's based on a book and you should go read that. Um, the movie highlights three women. And I thought it was awesome that, aside from being Black women in STEM, I love the when we review these movies that are based on, like, real women Mm -hmm. in STEM because they, and and not, like, fiction as opposed to fiction, Mm -hmm. I should say, because so often women in general were hidden, like, hidden figures. Um, They weren't, you didn't hear about them. You look back at, like, historical scientific advances and it's uh-huh. mainly men and yes that was in part the sign of the times but I think that it's wonderful that these women like because it, it was teams of women and they're getting the recognition uh-huh. that they deserve for a major role that they played in this major thing getting men and women uh-huh. into space it's yeah. amazing. Well, it makes me wonder how many more untold stories there are and how many more people that their stories are incredible. And, you know, thinking about our archival practices uh, or lack thereof in a lot of different settings. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It just makes me think. Yeah. And maybe some, I don't know, just thinking about. I'm sure there are so Yeah. Many. Like how stories are passed down. Like maybe some of these stories are past mm-hmm. like orally you know what I mean like so maybe I don't know I'm just thinking of like yeah. how can we find more of these stories and tell more of these stories and share more of them? Uh, that is a really that's actually a very good good point like there would it would be wonderful to even have a forum where some of these stories are told like grand grandchildren mm-hmm. of some woman in STEM who was involved in something that we 
we know and take for granted, but we never knew that she had, she played yeah. mm-hmm. or, you know, she doesn't get the recognition that mm-hmm. men do. So yeah, I'm sure there are so many stories. Yeah. Like that. Well, if there's anyone that's listening that but, knows of any, please tell us, or I don't know, I would love to do some yeah. digging and see what I can find as well, but let's work together. Let's, let's find a bazillion yeah. of these stories and tell them let's, and share them. Let's do that. Yeah. I love that. I love that idea. (laughs) So right off the bat, let's get into the synopsis of the movie. It's about these three women. It follows these three women, but um, there are a lot of different women who were hired by NASA. Uh, When they were first hired, it was NACA, N-A-C-A. And this is just some digging I did in interviews that I looked at. But um, NACA was the National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics. And then it kind of transitioned into space. So it was just planes at first when these women and these these computers were, that's what they called the mm-hmm. women who were hired, computers. They were mainly working with planes, but then the program started moving towards space. And then, of course, there was the great mm-hmm. space race. So here we are. Uh, and this movie highlights the role that these Black women played in um, three, mm-hmm. these three in particular, played in the American side of the space race and getting Americans into space and eventually mm-hmm. on the moon. So it's very, I mean, it's just a, a great story. Yeah. A wonderful story. It's amazing. And it also just like boggles my mind to think about putting humans in space. Like, clearly, I know that it happened. Um, but yeah. just like looking at the tools that they're using, they're yeah. using, you know, pieces of chalk and pen and paper to like, calculate all this stuff. Like you make one mistake, and you're <laughs> totally screwed, right? Like, it just is amazing to me that we could pull that I together. Mean, you know, it's crazy. Somebody's life is in the balance and dependent on these calculations that you're making mm-hmm. of trajectories and mm-hmm. all of this ge- the geometry that we take for granted mm, now cuz yeah. seriously like we we have computers doing it now um and even in this movie they touch on that kind of the age or the dawning of the computer age mm-hmm. but back then they had human computers doing this stuff and gosh <laughs> I yeah, yeah. I, they would have people would have been dead if they were up to me. <laughs> yeah, if it were up to me too, for sure. <laughs> I mess I would mess up dilutions in the lab all the time. Maybe I shouldn't say that out loud. Oh but my gosh. It's just really oh easy to make gosh. a mistake, it especially is, if you're using chalk. It's and so especially easy. well, we'll we'll so get to the so other parts easy. of the movie, like the redactions and that type of stuff. Yeah. I just it just is amazing. Yes, yes. So um I guess to dive into the movie. I want to introduce the three women that this movie is actually about um, or follows. Mm -hmm. And those women are Katherine Johnson, who we spend the most time on. That's the character played by Taraji P. Henson. And she's a computer. She's, she did a lot of the geometric uh, analytic geometry work, analytical geometry. I didn't even know that's a thing, but (laughs) um, yeah. Then Dorothy Vaughn, who was, played by Octavia Spencer mm-hmm. and uh, she was uh, NASA she was also they all were computers to start with but then they moved on to other roles um, so she uh, will get into that um, but she ended up becoming a first African-American NASA supervisor and then Mary Jackson who was played by Janelle Monet, 
Whew. I love. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, did you, were you there with me? Did you see Janelle Monet at Bonnaroo? Was that the year that we went to Bonnaroo? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Okay, I feel like okay. I would definitely remember that and would have like cried oh with joy. <laughs> oh, I saw her at Bonnaroo. It was amazing. But okay. Mm. Anyway. Um, did you go Jackson. to Bonnaroo without me? I'm sorry. <laughs> I went three times. I went once before you. Okay. And then I went with you. Yeah. (laughs) And then I went with like um with some friends. But because that year you didn't go. I think you were doing Burning Man instead or something. And you were like, I don't know. It was the first year maybe I don't remember, but Gotcha. I think I only went once to be honest, now that I'm thinking about it. Anyway. Okay. (laughs) That was very accusatory. (laughs) I know. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Did I I not tell you? (laughs) Um, But yeah, good times. They were very fun times at Bonnaroo. (laughs) And uh, Mm -hmm. this time, Janelle Monet. I at least have seen Janelle Monet um, several times in Atlanta. Yeah. And it's just like, a mind-blowing time every single time just I can't even compute I saw her open up for of Montreal one time and there's been a few other times and I don't know Mm. I guess I don't have anything super interesting to say other than it exploded my brain with joy and delight (laughs) oh yeah she's just got she's like a fireball on stage she's got Mm -hmm. so much energy Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah uh so her character, Janelle Monae's character, is Mary Jackson, and she goes on to become America's first female African-American aeronautical engineer. So all that being said, that's all of them are pretty badass. So what struck me first in this movie um, was something that I, I've always seen as very important, but I, I just loved how the movie highlighted it. This little girl and her parents are meeting with like administrators at the school or and her teacher. Mm-hmm. And basically they're like, you know, she's smart. She needs to go to this school. Um, that's eighth grade. And they're like, Oh, she's, I forget what grade she was actually supposed to be in. I think she was um, like eight years old, I think. Okay. Okay. So they're like, yeah, they want her now. Like mm-hmm. skip straight to eighth grade. So, and, and when I, actually listened to an interview with her she was saying she graduated from college at 18 so wow yeah she's she skipped quite a bit yeah (laughs) but what struck me was the importance of people around you parents and administrators and counselors actually investing seeing what you're talented in seeing your interests and actually taking an interest in that child and investing and pouring into them. Mm -hmm. That's so important to the success of a child, especially a young, a young black girl. But I think any, any child Mm -hmm. and girls in general. Absolutely. Especially in STEM fields. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I read (laughs) that the teachers kind of all raise money together. They put all their money together to be able to send her to Mm. this like special school. That's so wonderful. I know. It's so wonderful. (sighs) It, It just reminded me of, uh, and this is a little, well, it's on topic, but it's not the movie. Um, But I remember growing up and like going into um, eighth or or high school, starting high school. And my mom really had to advocate for me because I was supposed to go to a high school that wasn't that great. The education wasn't that great. And I 
I was leaving from like a math science magnet program. And, mm-hmm. But either way, we went to like the board of education in that uh, district oh. and it, the things like the magnet programs were, were based on a lottery and all this stuff. But hmm. I don't know what happened, but <laughs> either way, my mother and I ended up getting me into this other school. And if it weren't for that, I don't know for that in other situations where my mom had to kind of really be the one to tell like counselors, yeah, don't tell her that mm. she shouldn't apply to this college or whatever. Oh, um, wow. So it's just really important to have people like it, that can really make or break somebody, or a young child, especially a young girl's uh, career and mm-hmm. Absolutely. Education, like her whole future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because a lot of that hinges on like, even if you are really, really talented, if you don't know, and if you don't believe that, then, you know, you may not ever like realize your full potential, which is a cliche and a weird thing to say. But I mean, I've been thinking about this a lot, too. I actually split a lift with someone just yesterday or two days ago. um, And this woman was talking (laughs) about one of her students that she teaches is extremely talented um, and she's been kind of, I don't know, sir, like taking her, taking him under her wing and just like, listen, you are so mm-hmm. talented. You need to do something with this. And she's like enrolling him in these like extra programs. And I don't know, it's just really beautiful yeah, and amazing wonderful. to have someone advocating for you in those ways. Like yeah. maybe they're really talented and great otherwise, but sometimes you need that that boost up to really see yourself clearly and to be able to kind of take those opportunities because you may not take them if you don't like have that, I don't know, that support. I don't know. I just think yeah. it's really um, important and beautiful and wonderful. Definitely. I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's, I love that you talk to your lift. I, I love, I do that too. It's a nice way to have like a, quick conversation and meet somebody new that you'll never talk to again yeah for sure Mm -hmm. and without a car I take them (laughs) quite a lot so I meet a lot of people um, and it's really fun most of the time (laughs) yeah uh yeah (laughs) so yeah and then the movie okay so it skips ahead she's got all the support and then it skips ahead to uh a part that I am kind of like okay they it is a it's a Disney movie. It's Fox. Yeah. Fox, <laughs> Disney. I think. Um, so and they do. I, I think that they overall in the movie do a good job, not full, like really trivializing the time mm-hmm. or the the mm-hmm. race relations of the time. But I did think this scene was OK. Uh, <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> that was great. Um, it introduced us to the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're broken down on the side of the road yeah. and uh, fixing the car. And then a cop comes by and yeah, uh, Janelle Monet is pretty sassy mm-hmm. at first and then gets in line. And, you know, they, once the cop realizes that they work for NASA, it's all about, and I think that the whole point of this is probably to just show how significant NASA was at this time. Mm-hmm. Like the, the race to space was at this time. Mm-hmm. So, like on everyone's mind and like I get it's it. such a big deal. On everyone's mm-hmm. mind. Yeah. So I get that. But yeah, I was like, mm, I, I doubt that it would have been quite this, this uh, <laughs> friendly an encounter. Yeah. Like, especially if somebody was sassy and then 
It's like, well, let me give you, you must be late to work. Let me go ahead and give you a But who knows? Maybe that actually happened. Yeah, it is hard to say. I did not read the book. Yeah. And it's also interesting because yeah. it seems like they're they're broken down they're like standing around but then she just kind of like sticks a screwdriver in somewhere and they're it's all fixed like why didn't they just do that before but maybe that's too critical (laughs) i don't know (laughs) she's so good she she realized it and then got distracted because the cop came maybe maybe yeah 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 i don't know that could be it (laughs) yeah (laughs) so that's when we are introduced to all three of the characters we know that janelle monet's character is the really outspoken Mm -hmm. one um and she, all of these characters were very good at, in their own ways, advocating for themselves mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. Um, and I love that. Mm-hmm. These were women with agency and with voices. And it, I love that about this. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So we quickly learn that when they do get to NASA, um, the team that is in charge of, or I guess in charge of the trajectories, calculating all of the trajectories of these capsules that have to come down after the rockets go up and bringing the astronaut back down. Mm -hmm. They need someone who is an analytic or good in analytic geometry. So they look everywhere all over NASA. And the only person who can really do this is, or who uh, the supervisor, not supervisor yet, actually, Mm -hmm. um, Octavia Spencer's character, she's like, yeah, just, get Catherine. She's the one who can do all these numbers. So that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Out of all of NASA. Yeah. She's the one. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Side note. Mm-hmm. It's very, so this part, my grandma used to work for NASA for like 20 years. Oh, really? Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, I know. I Yeah, I, I did, but I kind of forgot until the end of the movie and I was like, let me call grandma. <laughs> and so I called her. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And I know, yeah, I forgot. I should have probably said this before. (laughs) Like, I have this NASA chair that I keep on my, um, like, on my desk that I'm sitting at now. Um, So that's from her. But she was asking her, I was like, what did you do? And she was part of the public affairs group. And she did freedom of information and a lot of the press or public appearances. um, Cool. Coordinated those. That's so cool. So since she did that, she met so many people wow and um she did not meet these people uh these women but she met like john glenn buzz aldrin may jemison neil wow. armstrong and i was just like grandma are you kidding me <laughs> like, it's crazy Man, you gotta um, get her to write down those stories or even just like record her telling yeah. her stories just like the yes. little, th- like the and things that she noticed and the nuance of those moments and things. I would be fascinated to, That's true. to learn those things. I, I will. I'll do something like that. It's what, what I noted though, was one of the key stories that she remembers and that she has shown me a picture from. Mm-hmm. The only one she's shown me a picture from is when she met Fabio. Oh. <laughs> and <laughs> I did not see that coming. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! All right. Uh, is he a secret I astronaut? No <laughs> I don't know why he was there. I didn't ask that. I need to ask her. Oh my god! Why was Fabio even there? Oh my Maybe gosh! But oh, it's wonderful. It's I love it. That's really amazing. I love um, everything about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Oh yes, um, I'm very glad you did. <laughs> 
I, I will tell. I, I'll interview her. I told her I was going to mention her in this episode mm. because it's very on point and relevant. But that's that was my side note. <laughs> so she, you, you said she has a picture with him. Yes. Oh my god. She gosh. has a picture with Fabio. Can you show it yes. to me? If I if I can get yeah, I'll I'll get that um a picture of that picture, or I'll ask her to text me a picture. Great of it. Okay, and she will happily do that. Great. I can't yeah. wait. I want to see it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will do that, and I'll ask her if we can even. Well, maybe we'll even be able to put it in like an episode notes or something, but we'll mm-hmm. see. Okay. There were a few cool things I looked up. I don't know. Sorry. I feel like I'm rattling on. Um, You're good. I mean, yeah, this Fabio Fabio stuff. Oh boy. It's, I mean, you can talk for days about <laughs> it. Know. I'm into it. <laughs> it got hot in here. Just saying his name. flowing. <laughs> in, in the picture, you can see his, that V is deep. Oh my gosh. Deep, deep V in the shirt. It is buttoned to like, the belly button. I'm buttoned <laughs> to the belly. It's just silk. It's <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm gonna I kinda wanna sketch that. I'm gonna sketch what I see in my mind's eye. A little doodle Please while we're talking. And compare it to the <laughs> actually, yeah. I'll I'll text her tonight and ask for that. I'll write a note. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, so we find out early on that there are even like when Catherine goes to this group and Octavia Spencer's character deals with this this supervisor, Kirsten Dunst's character. Mm-hmm. I learned, so when I was looking up to see what was real, what wasn't in the movie, mm-hmm. her character, Kirsten Dunst, uh, and I think that's how you say her name. I always forget, but yeah, I think her right. character and Sheldon, what's his real name? Um, Jim Parsons. So those mm-hmm. two characters, they were fictional characters, but mainly there to represent kind of the what what these women encountered mm-hmm. during that time. Yeah. Types of attitudes they encountered and things mm-hmm. things like that. So I thought that the fact that they had those characters, because of course you can't have a movie with like 10,000 characters and it's like, oh, we, these are all the different people. So I think mm-hmm. it was great that they didn't sugarcoat. Absolutely. Much, they sugarcoated some probably, maybe, mm-hmm. but but I don't know. Um, I'm glad that they had that aspect in there. Yeah, me too. Because I feel like, yeah, it's really, really important to, you know, portray what it was like or close to or verging on what it was like. Um, But I think they did a really Mm -hmm. good job of balancing like that intensity um, with humor and other things, I guess. Like you'd never want to tone these things down. I guess what, what struck me here was that they used you know, they use storytelling and they use these situations where you're experiencing this sort of from the point of view of the character that you love so much. And instead of Mm -hmm. like, it's the classic thing, like when um, I'm, you know, in Story Collider, we always say like, show, don't tell. Like you can say like, oh, this person said something mean to this other person or like this was really messed Mm -hmm. up or whatever. But to actually kind of live in that moment and experience it and kind of feel I, I don't know. I just think that they did a good job with that. Like, yeah, it just kind of like resonated deeper because you're experiencing it and you're having all these realizations as it's happening. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, you know what I mean? Versus mm-hmm. saying like, oh, they yeah. said this thing. Um, I think that it, it it's also it's helpful to place because we're 
like, yeah, we have our own racial issues now, but we're not in that place right now. And I think that it's helpful to kind of remind people or show people who may not have even known because we're, well, I won't say our ages. I mean, we're in our 30s, but anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> we, but there are a lot of people who, you know, watch this movie who are younger and who may not have had the background to really kind of appreciate the race relations back then. And I think that that's kind of helpful to them um, or to kind of shine a light on that. Mm -hmm. Um, And if they want to know more, they can read more, but Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like shines it there. They don't shy away from Jim Crow um, and Mm -hmm. like the separate, but equal. And I think that's, that's really good. Mm -hmm. Well, it kind Um, of does to make you think about how much of this is still happening today. Um, And it's kind mm, of, I don't know, kind of making you feel anger and empathy all at once kind of you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah and and it's that whole concept of like you're fighting with one arm tie- tied behind mm-hmm. your back and you touched on it so when like when Katherine Johnson first starts in the NASA or in this uh, this team that's sending John Glenn wants to send John Glenn up um, she's got to do calculations on based using sheets of paper that have been have redactions mm-hmm. like the Mueller yeah. report with just straight up black splotches all mm-hmm. over the paper so it's that's just some like, bullshit right there how do you it's such yeah. bullshit right it's just like how do you even do your job if you can't and she says it I can't do my job if right. I can't see it if I can't actually mm-hmm. like see the stuff I just felt like that was like a real uh kind of literal or um manifestation of that fighting with one arm tied behind your back because you know we're going to actually put an active obstacle in your way in the form of these Mm -hmm. black swatches all over Mm -hmm. this paper uh getting rid of all of the key things that you need to actually check Mm -hmm. these calculations but she still like comes out ahead you know what i mean like she's still like has all these things thrown at her again and again and again and still is able to you know to Mm -hmm. solve these equations and to get the information that she needs Oof, man and you know that she's like tired and frustrated and just has to continually rise above over and over and over um to fight for this yeah yeah and she's gotta like know she she knows her stuff she's immediately put in and she's over checking these men's work and first of all forget like the racial aspect for a second Mm -hmm. but the fact that they have a woman in general coming in here Mm -hmm. who is in charge of checking their work yeah these are men in the 50s yeah mm -mm, or a bunch of bozos whatever yeah yeah like (laughs) they i'm sure that they didn't really take kindly to that mm-hmm. um right I kind of I did watch a an interview with Katherine Johnson from like a few years back mm-hmm. and she said at least um in that group or while she was at NASA she said while there she didn't really feel the racism much because everyone's doing research mm. so you know everything is based on and I want to see exactly, feel the segregation, I should say. Okay. She said she didn't really feel the segregation at NASA because everyone was doing research. And um, 
even with the bathroom thing, apparently it wasn't her who had that issue. There was somebody else in the book, but you know, mm. the, again, you can't have a thousand characters. Right. So, yeah. um, <laughs> but with the bathroom thing, the white bathrooms weren't marked. So she didn't even know that there were white or colored ones. So she was just going to the white ones. And then by the time somebody mentioned something, she's like, well, I'm gonna keep doing it. And she kept doing it. Whereas somebody else, uh, another woman had had an issue where she'd ask people, you know, well, where do I find the colored restroom? And they just kind of giggled or snickered. And then it was kind of frustrating finding where to even go. And mm-hmm. she had to go pretty far to find one. So, yeah. But yeah, it's it's interesting that um, the segregation, she felt that that wasn't something that she felt too much, uh, even though there was still that Jim Crow where they separated her uh, coffee or, mm-hmm. you know, she mm-hmm. had to some of that stuff. But I think that yeah. if you're living in that, you know, it's not as striking if it's something you're used to. But yeah, <laughs> something I learned was what IBM stands for. <laughs> oh, what what does it stand for? So they got they were getting the IBM. It's so funny because they're like, um, oh, the new machine is coming. And they're like, what's it called? They're like, IBM, International Business Machines. Like, Are you kidding? That's what IBM stands for? <laughs> wow, that's so <laughs> dumb. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's fitting. Sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah. It's like it reminded me of I had this undergrad. Um, I was working with and <laughs> he's like we were talking about something he was maybe 20 um, and I was like oh yeah back when we were using America Online and he's like oh my gosh Erica is that what AOL stands for <laughs> and I was like yeah <laughs> you didn't know that <laughs> he's Oh, he's like, speedy. oh my goodness! I just thought it was AOL. <laughs> I know it was so cute. Is that it the is that the I undergrad that basically ghosted your lab when he was supposed to give a presentation? It, it, he he wasn't giving a presentation. He gave oh, was he supposed to give? He was supposed to still be in the lab. Mm-hmm. He ghosted us. Okay, he, he definitely. I don't want to like out him. I mean, yeah. we didn't say his name, and you couldn't look it up. We but I think I remember that guy. I know who you are. <laughs> You know who you are, mm-hmm. but but I still love you. <laughs> you awesome. taught him so much. He was so sweet. You know, what AOL means AOL. I'm all about AOL. <laughs> now I can go and teach someone what IBM is. So <laughs> that's fun for me. <laughs> uh, and anybody out there who didn't know, you're welcome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, we uh, who knows what acronyms we're going to teach you next. Stay tuned. If nothing else, no other reason to listen to the podcast. Stay tuned for the acronyms. Yeah, you're going to be so stem entertained. So stem entertained here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. But I digress. <laughs> oh, I wanted to. So the other characters, how did you feel about like. Octavia Spencer and, and Janelle Monae's characters. Oh, I love them so much. They're, they're- yeah. Um, I just loved how, I mean, I loved the camaraderie between the characters. Um, and I loved that mm-hmm. they were just like, obviously very, very smart um, and yeah. were able to kind of stand their own. You know what I mean? Like, and, and you kind of said that already, but them being able to kind of stand up for themselves and, um, 
and kind of navigate those boundaries. Um, And I don't know, like, I I think that they like kind of commanded respect um, in a way that Mm -hmm. was like almost pushing boundaries in some ways, but like was, it was important to do that. Um, And I think kind of probably gave that cue to other people to kind of follow their lead maybe. Um, But I love, like there's several lines that um, Janelle Monae's character says. I was just like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I I loved Mm -hmm. her character so much. Like her, that's what I wrote. I wrote slice of pie, LOL. When when they're like uh, (laughs) trying to get Catherine to talk to the guy and she's like, oh, this is Catherine, blah, blah, blah. Slice of pie. Mm -hmm. And the other one's like, yeah, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) But yeah, uh, with them, it's so funny because there was a part, the part where Octavia Spencer, so this, her character, who is Mrs. Vaughn, um, Dorothy Vaughn, mm-hmm. she has been working as a supervisor all this time, mm-hmm. basically, but not getting that supervisor pay mm-hmm. or the and, recognition. Or recognition. Mm-hmm. And so she's doing all this and she she seizes this opportunity. The international business machine is coming. <laughs> and so she's like, I'm going to get in on that. I'm going to learn this innovative new wave of technology, Fortran. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Fortran is, but I feel like anybody who's in like computer stuff probably heard that and they're like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. what Fortran? Mm-hmm. So I hope you guys enjoyed that Who who's out there listening. Mm-hmm. And just to be <laughs> clear, it um, we're not talking about 4chan. That's a completely different, <laughs> completely oh, different no. thing. <laughs> no, we are not. Not to oh, be confused God. with asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> Pepe the Frog. Oh, oh no. boy. No. <laughs> yeah, so she goes off <laughs> to uh, the library with her boys to find a book about this software. Mm-hmm. She's not in the colored section, so she gets kicked out. Ugh. And the part on the bus, like she's telling her boys, you know, no matter what anyone says, you're just as good as anyone else, or none of this separate, but, or I forgot exactly what she said. But it was an inspirational to the boys, and they uh-huh. understood. And then she pulls the book out, and they're like, "You took that book." Mm-hmm. And this is so my mom right here. What she <laughs> says next is so my mother, because all my <laughs> life I've been such a little rule follower, and I'm like, oh, no. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, I pay taxes. My taxes paid for this book. Like I didn't take anything. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. And so I'm trying to like, I'm trying to get more of that in me. I feel like I've definitely grown in the last decade, but oh, growing up, I would just be like, no, this is so wrong. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. No, I was very much the same way. Like, no, but there's all these rules and we have to follow them. (laughs) Like girls out there for a reason. (laughs) No, I was very, very similar. So I thought I thought it was wonderful that this movie highlighted their lives outside of work as well as yes, uh huh, um, kind of making them full three dimensional characters and really exploring yeah. the the dynamics because it's crazy like they're doing all this crazy stuff during the day they're doing such huge things and they're coming home you know, with families and I don't know, they're just doing so much. Like if they were doing just the NASA stuff, that would be 
incredible already and they're doing it. I don't Mm -hmm. know. They're amazing. You know, it's so I just read this article that it just came out. I think Um, it's in nature publications. It's like a, I think so. But basically they're looking at the, they they talk about um, women in science and um, how many women in science leave science or leave academia, leave the bench Mm -hmm. after Mm -hmm. having children. Yes. Yes. And let me pull that up. I think it was something like 40 or 50% uh, leave after having children, whereas for men, it was like 20 to 20 to 30% or something. Mm -hmm. And it's because it is, you've got so much pulling on your time. Like you've got so many responsibilities and yes, the fathers do too, but let's face it. The expectation often isn't there Mm -hmm. for also, they don't carry children. So there's that. But, you know, if you're unlucky enough to be in one of those many places where, you know, um, having a family isn't really supported or you're not supported, if you do have a family, you don't have anywhere to, let's say, pump mm-hmm. or you're expected to right. work ridiculous hours, mm-hmm. even though you have this family, you mm-hmm. know, it's, of course, there's going to be a lot more women leaving this this field. Totally. Um, and I think that it's just um it, you can see that in this movie that they had to like work some crazy hours also but they, it just shows just how much they had to go to so i thought it was great that they showed their lives because that's an indication even now of the type of stuff that women have to do or people in general um but you know these women have have these kids these families she doesn't have a husband her mom helps her um katherine mm-hmm. johnson's character and uh, or mm-hmm. katherine johnson and um, in an interview, she said, even at the same time, like close to this time, her husband uh, fell ill when she like, mm. was doing the moon landing part. So she's doing all of that, um, as well as making sure that people go out into space and, yeah. and land safely on the moon or land back on the earth safely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. When people no, think that's... it's not rocket science. It's like... Yeah, it's not rocket science plus like motherhood and being a wife and being whatever else. Like right, yeah, like during this time yeah. and everything. Yikes! Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's interesting. I know that there is some research. Um, actually, the first year, like the first science communication conference that I ever went to was. I think in 2013. Uh, And that was kind of a big deal for me because I like called in sick to the lab and rented a car. And and because I thought, you know, I was just like, yeah, I don't feel good. Um, (laughs) Because I thought like I wasn't allowed to go. I don't know. Anyway, so I went to this science communication conference that I had found out about on Twitter and I had been resisting Twitter and it doesn't so much matter. But um, I remember that one of the (laughs) sessions at this conference was actually led by Liz Neely, who's now the the executive director of Story Collider. Um, And she she gave this presentation about women in science and how basically what you just said, like how um, how often women leave after they have children because they're trying to juggle everything. And I wish I'm going to have to look up because there is actual research on this. Um, I, I think part of it is kind of like the culture of science can be like I personally think that science culture can be like academic culture can be really toxic. Um, but mm-hmm. I think that, you know, women often don't have support, like you said, like 
you know, lactation areas um, or, you know, time off, but also just like emotional support of their colleagues and everything. Um, And it kind of makes me think too, like a lot of these women, like when you have a child, you're really faced with, you know, some big, you know, like you get a really big reality check, right? So you are thinking about the world kind of from a, maybe like a, slightly more zoomed out place right so you're thinking mm-hmm. context you're thinking like you know empathy and I don't know just like perspective I guess um yeah, and I definitely. for me I think that kind of contributes to a little bit of this because if you are kind of like in your own little cave doing your own thing um without some sort of reality check or something to force that perspective like it makes sense that you just keep doing mm. what you're doing uh, so it makes sense yeah. to me that these women are like oh wow like this is like if you don't know it's toxic, then you can keep going. But if you have some sort of like context or perspective, yeah. you're like, whoa, 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 this is problematic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I want to do some more research because I know that like I I jotted down a million notes as fast as I could as she was talking. And I don't yeah. remember what I wrote, but I do know that there is some research about this. So, so um, I did I'm going to look up- it up. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was um, just going to say I'm going to look it up, but I want to have like some conversations about this and I want mm-hmm. I want to like post some resources, but I also want to hear what people have to say um, and tell me what I got wrong. Yes. <laughs> I know I'm missing something yeah, here. Definitely. Hold us. Hold us accountable, guys. Tuss, nip it in the bud. Yeah, I don't please. know what I'm trying to say, but do that. All that stuff to us please Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm imagining like a wrestling match for some reason (laughs) like we each have our own like personas (laughs) with costumes and then uh (laughs) in the other corner is you know samantha from ohio (laughs) (laughs) and i'm gonna tell you why um i'm just putting up some links so i found that nature i'll put that in the show notes in the article that i i found um i just put in the show notes uh that's the nature one that's highlighting a study that revealed uh it says nearly half of u.s female scientists leave full-time science after first child um and that came out February of this year. It's mm. by Holly Else. So I just, I'll post okay. that in the show notes. But yeah, it, yeah, it does, it, it is like having a child help, uh, it does put things, force you to um, kind of put things into perspective. I, I have a coworker with the son um, mm-hmm. who she, you know, she'll have to leave for appointments and you have two different people. Yeah, but one person can't always leave their job if child has an infection or something. So you're going to have to leave sometimes. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's, it's difficult. Like you don't think about that stuff when you're not forced to do that. And having a child forces you to consider like another being in your life um, that is solely dependent on Mm -hmm. you. So (laughs) yeah, yeah, exactly. And especially like in these fields that are competitive and there's only a limited amount of money Mm -hmm. going around and there's just like, I don't know, this pressure and stress and everything, I think that can yeah. kind of push people to this point of like, well, yeah. okay, screw it yeah. then. <laughs> you I know what that. I mean? <laughs> I just um, thought... It's kind of a bummer though. It is. and I, But I think that there's the, the light in all of this is that mm-hmm. there are, even though it's still an issue and maybe more of an issue in some ways today because I feel back then there was more of that community, like it takes a village. So... 
maybe, you know, having your child, your mom taking care of your kid or having whoever being able to watch your kid when you're still at work, that that was more of a thing. And people definitely still have that, but it's less, um, I think that we are less community centered now. So it's um, because I used to go to like my neighbor's house. Her grandmother would watch us after school and who knows? I don't have kids, so who knows what it would be like if I had them. But I, it seems to me that there's um, less of that community dynamic. So it could be in some ways harder now, especially with more women actually in the workforce. Um, but I do think that there are a lot of companies that are recognizing that now and trying to make those efforts to actually accommodate. And, and you know, when you can have the option to telework, that opens so many doors. Like, yeah, totally. You can be pregnant or you can just have had your kid and still do work or mm-hmm. however you want to do it. But either way. And um, also just like how crazy is it that people like some, I don't know, I just feel like in certain situations, um, someone becoming a mother and taking time off, yada, yada, like that's seen as a weakness somehow. But like, you know yeah. what I mean? But like, do you understand what they just did with their body at all? You know what I, I mean? Know. Like, that is the yeah. strongest thing I can possibly think of. Um, it's just yeah. so bonkers and bananas and backwards, I think. And even if you've, like, if you say you didn't take maternity leave, like you didn't have, the, you say you adopted a child, mm-hmm. even just dealing with the new schedule of a child, of an mm-hmm. infant or having this new person in your life. That's mm-hmm. so much. It yeah. takes so much. So it's just like respect all the mothers out there listening. Yes. We got mad respect. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we do have respect for you. I don't know why I went into that like uh, DJ voice. That, I like that it. DJ bow, busy bow, bow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So all that to say, these were well-rounded women. Yes, yes. <laughs> who had had lives. Yes. So <laughs> John Glenn, <laughs> he seems cool. Uh-huh. He, seems he does. Nice. Yeah. Um, and my grandma said he was nice when she met him. So there, there's that also. Aww, um, that's cool. Character's nice. Um, <laughs> what was I looking at? I didn't know uh, one of the characters. I think it was um, Dorothy Vaughn, uh, the Octavia Spencer, said that. She was like, oh, yeah, there's all the astronauts, like the seven astronauts when we see them coming in. She's like, yeah, they're all under 5'11", 180 pounds. And I'm like, for real? Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you had to be 180 or had to be a certain size, less than a certain mm-hmm. size. But recently, thinking about that space, the... Um, oh, yes, uh, I know what you're going to say. Uh, what is it? Space launch? Yeah. Oh like a scream into a pillow really quick. What oh the hell? God. Yeah. Oh, that just—it's—it it was so frustrating. I'm like, are y'all kidding? Yeah. Like, well, and also, come on, NASA. Did come you see on, that? Like, part no- of their rationale was like, oh yeah, we're gonna send only women because then they won't have sex or something. And you're like, do you? But I. Uh, that was not okay. That's a funny joke because <laughs> you know women they could, and women. Exactly. There's no way it that was can so happen. stupid. It's, you see, as I show you this, 
the anatomy of women. It's anatomically <laughs> inconceivable to have sex with one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was just so stupid. I wish I could remember the exact quote. No, that, <sighs> that was not. Yes, they really no. said that. And then, yeah, like <laughs> the fact that everything just like exploded and went to shit because they didn't have the right size spacesuits. That is the <sighs> shittiest excuse. That's like an excuse that you make up when you forgot to do your homework again for like the 17th time. It, that is like the most, well, that's not the same level as that kind of excuse, you know? We couldn't possibly outfit your womanly <laughs> tiny bodies. Oops. That we just messed up. We didn't expect you to be so petite and tiny. Give me a break. Like, come on, get your shit together. And this makes you think about like, okay, now this is where we are with our I'm sorry, I'm clapping into no, the yeah, mic. No, no, do it. Um, this is where we are in the space program. We go from women calculating every people in general calculating everything by hand to get these people safely in space mm-hmm. and back calculating shit yeah. by hand. we couldn't have somebody make a fucking outfit right a suit that fits I, these women you can't get a tailor I literally get do somebody. Not what the hell <laughs> i don't know i know it's more than a tailor but come on you made you didn't plan yeah, for that you made the suits to begin with you just kind of put you know take it in a little bit here pull it out a little bit there like i just oh my gosh Even if you, had to make, you knew you were gonna do this plan in advance and get that shit yeah. done come I on uh, that's literally do not understand crazy. at all <laughs> i'm so angry i yeah and yeah. I thought it was a joke. Like I'll, so many of these things, I'm like, this is an I onion article. Yeah, 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 this has to be. And we're like, so wait, CNN? What? Well, you know, or I don't know where it came it's out. right there. With, um, no, it's right there with like uh, yesterday's Freedom Gas. Oh, we just dated this. That's but fine. We got Freedom Gas now. <sighs> um, if y'all haven't been around, carbon. What is it? Carbon dioxide or carbon monoxide? Now it's it's freedom um, particles. It's freedom or gas. Something. It's, it's not, yeah. That's what we've got. Ooh, so boy. don't worry. What you, when you die of it, at least it was freedom. Right. It's yeah. You guys freed. Mm-hmm. So anyway. we're just going back. We're regressing, um, and it's it's mm-hmm. great. It's not terrible yeah. at all. <laughs> not terrible. The world's not terrible. Um. Anyway, I feel like this podcast <laughs> is like a support group uh, <laughs> for people that use their brains <laughs> and have feelings. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. Uh, Okay, so <laughs> moving on. Just to, a casual I think move on. Each of these women, uh, I should t- t- check the time. Oh, dang, man, we are really Oh, boy, if you're still movie. here, All right. thank you, so, and wow. <laughs> so each woman in their own right has done just a wonderful job. Like, they, Janelle Monet's character, Mary Jackson, she, like, you know, has to go to court. <laughs> right. In order to take class at a high school. Yeah, that is not segregated or that is not integrated. So, in Virginia, it was just like, oh gosh, don't even get me started on Virginia now. But either way, mm-hmm. Virginia is like, nah, we don't care about your little brown versus versus the Board of Education. Yeah. We're still segregated. Mm-hmm. You're not going to school. And um, I loved her speech of, of firsts because yeah, she she ended up being a first. Uh, just like that judge. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was all real, but yeah, there way, was part of I, um, me that that thought to myself, like, ah, would it really happen that way? But you want it to happen that way, and so I'm just gonna believe that it did yeah. happen that way. 
Yeah, I wrote that on here. Creative licenses. licenses. (laughs) So along with that, like the Kirsten Dunst and the Jim Parsons character, Mm -hmm. Kevin Costner's character was based on three different supervisors um, that she had. Like a zombie. I don't think. (laughs) Like a Frankenstein supervisor. (laughs) (laughs) Just like pieced them together. Uh You're like, here he is. Take him. Sexy Kevin. Kevin Costner is so sexy. That's all right. Yeah. Whatevs. I'll take them. Yeah. Ever since, what was it? The Bodyguard? As a kid, we owned the bodyguard, yeah. And I was like, mm. <laughs> all right, he's down with black women. When I grow up, it's time. So, yeah, either. Yeah, it's time. Mm. It's time. Here he is, not with black women, but still. Um, um, no, and I, uh, I was just thinking about Kirsten Dunst's character, and I just like, hated her so much um oh boy and i mean but that was that was her job to come off that way right like i you know it's, yeah. i yeah. wrote um <laughs> in my notes oh i want to throw things at you <laughs> um but yeah. i wrote like it's really important for her to say these things um and i said it's even more important for white people like me to hear it to sit with it to feel uncomfortable and to get mad you know like we have to listen and digest and mm-hmm. use that anger to speak up and be better allies cuz like these injustices mm-hmm. are still happening like in all different types of forms and all types yeah, of different oh, ways um and we're not as far as we were yeah, as far from where we were in the 60s as people some people think i think but it's still yeah very yeah, true i I was so mad at her. Very true. Yeah. No, I was too. And the looks that she gave were just very real. Like some of those looks that you get when people don't even quite want to look you in the eye. And I've gotten those looks, not at work, but in, it's a weird look. And she did a really good job with it where I was like, Kirsten, dang, you're giving us acting. Because I don't think that she's that. Yeah. Yeah. um, But yeah, that look of kind of, um, oh, well, just go ahead and do this and not really quite looking at you or, uh, well, I can't help that. Uh, Go ahead and just, because I I used to get that more in um, Georgia. And it was funny because whenever I kind of get the, because I'm a very smiley person and smile and nod at people all the time Mm -hmm. um, as I pass in the hallway or just in general. And in science in general, people don't do that. Yeah. No, they run away. They're just like, oh, a human. Yeah, they can't look at them. Ah." Exactly. (laughs) So so in science, I definitely don't take it personally. Mm -hmm. Um, But then when I was beat out on the street, it's funny. I've noticed that, like the difference between when I was in Atlanta and here, I would smile as I'm going down the street and people would actively like, go from looking right in my face to kind of just like frown up a little bit and kind of turn away. Oh. And I was just like, okay. And each time that would happen, I would laugh. It was yeah. always like an older white person. Oh, very God, old. I'm sorry. But every time it happened, well, I mean, shit, it's, it happens. Oh. But every time it happened, I kind of laugh as I walked away because it's just like, dude. No, right. Or lady. Like, I, oh, God. Come yeah. On. That's ridiculous. Like, look at yourself. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't really happen up here as much. I I don't know if it's really happened. Um, If anything, I just get like 
smiles back because we're all just people right. living in in the world together. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all of that to say, there's the culmination and everything, and you guys know the story. We made it up there. John Glenn makes it, mm-hmm. but while he's like right before John Glenn's about to go into space, there's all these issues because back then people trusted people more than they trusted a machine. They're like, uh, uh-uh, I don't want that machine. I don't trust anything. I think he even says, like, it's hard to trust something you can't look in the eyes. And um, he's like, they're like, the IBM has been impeccable from, like, up until now, but think it made a mistake. And he's like, I want that smart girl yes. to, uh, or, uh-huh. to check those calculations. And that really happened, which is- Oh, like, that makes me so I mean, happy. Just, oh, God. You're going to make me cry again. I, that moment just was so huge and amazing. Uh-huh. I am so happy to hear that that is really real. Yeah, that part is real. He actually asked for it. And I'm going to actually, you know what? Let me write a note also to put that link to the interview that yes, I watched. Because idea. it was just like a long- it wasn't super long, but it was a, a great interview with her. Um, and she talks about kind of her background and her growing up. And it's just amazing. It's cool. wonderful. Um, but yeah, that part was real. And I was just like, I wrote this. Racism or bigotry have no place in advancement. I don't think it's that deep. But um, in the, that we need to appreciate the perspectives that diverse backgrounds give us or give these people in these Mm -hmm. situations. So maybe not as much in math, but also in math, because I learned through that interview, um, they had interviewed someone from NASA and apparently they would hire women to be the computers because they thought that they would pay more attention to fine detail. Well, yeah. (laughs) um, That men would be more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, and so it's like, that's so interesting, taking advantage and appreciating those different perspectives that diverse backgrounds give people in like mm-hmm. STEM or women or whoever is coming mm-hmm. into STEM. Because even with, um, we see it in science. There's another study that I could I could link to if people want it, um, that uh, it was uh, an analysis of genetic studies showing that there is so little um, diversity in a lot of these genetic studies that yeah. are published, um, many of them are based on European mm-hmm. pop- like study groups or populations. So mm-hmm. that, I mean, having, so besides the study groups that you're using, even having researchers who recognize this, right. having diversity in the research mm-hmm. helps you to recognize that this is a problem mm-hmm. or a gap. Absolutely. Um, well, not only that, I, oh, sorry, go I ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was pretty much done. Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, not only that, um, but just having people that are coming at these questions from different angles. Like, I think there's a lot of pressure um, when, at least for me, okay, I'll speak from my experience. When I, you know, entered academia, um, I really desperately wanted, you know, I felt really stupid because I was like, oh, I'm not thinking exactly mm-hmm. like everyone else is. I, I need to, you know, everyone thinks this way. I have to step up my game and, and you know, be good enough to be like everyone else, you know. Um, and mm-hmm. I, you know, at least I, you know, maybe not everyone feels that way, but I think there is kind of this pressure to conform, like this is the way that we think about this or whatever. Um, but mm-hmm. like, obviously, that's not going to breed 
you know, advancement and, you know, these, these breakthroughs, if everyone is thinking exactly the same way and coming at the exact same angles, you're going to get, you know, the exact same type of results. It's imperative. It is absolutely required that you have people coming at this from all sorts of angles. Like even, I mean, um, I'll bring up one of my mentors slash idols, um, Debelina Roy. Um, she actually just published her. Yes. yes. Yeah. She just released her (laughs) book, um, called molecular feminisms. And so she's kind of weaving together these ideas of feminist theory and molecular biology and all these things in between. Um, but she actually told a story for story collider talking about, you know, she was studying, Oh man, I wish I knew exactly which, um, receptor it was, but there was some sort of, she was asking about like estrogen receptors in the brain and like, um, different like estrogen specific things going on. And her boss like scoffed at her and he was just like, basically just like shut up, Mm -hmm. sit down. Like, what are you even talking about? Um, and she had to fight to prove like, yes, there are estrogen receptors in the brain and that's important. And, you know, like, I just think that's like one very small example of a million different instances where, um, you know, someone has an idea. They're like, well, what about this? And everyone in the room is like, yeah. I've never thought of that before. You must be wrong. Shut up. You know what I mean? But like, yes. that's what we yeah. need. Like that is actually where advancements come yeah. from. You know what I mean? So it's exactly it's yeah, it's really frustrating. Oh. Like we need diversity in the people that are doing the work and coming up with the ideas. Um, mm-hmm. We need to help boost people up and and increase access for that type of thing. But yeah, to your other point, the other side of it's just as important. We can't be having, you know, 98% of our studies like in the setting of like a, you know, a white dude's body. Like what, like yeah. It's, yeah. it's so messed up. It's just like, and it's, it's so crazy because it leads to so much bias in, in it, it just, it ripples. It ripples out. A friend of mine and I were talking about this. She was, um, she's, uh, what is it? People in people analytics. Um, but she was talking about how there are some of these algorithms that we, you know, we trust algorithms so much because, you know, they're unbiased. But often these algorithms are ba- based on biased data sets. And yes. so then you have algorithms that are even are biased themselves. So there was this one um, and there's another example, but I'll just go on this one um, that was not able to recognize uh, black people's faces. It was like an alg- a facial facial recognition one. Uh, wasn't able to recognize black faces well, um, women's faces well, because the data set that they, it was used for the algorithm to uh, create it was based on white men. Like it was just a bunch of pictures or different things like that and so like come on like yeah and there's that and there's so many others that are like at um the science writing conference a few years back somebody reported and I wish I will find her name because I've been wanting to remember who she is for a while um she's at MIT and she forgot her name but or, or they found that there were biased algorithms and who gets the ads that are like hey do you want to get um, see your background check, you know, that the, you know, those ads that are like, um, yeah, look up your background and see if you have any arrests or warrants out or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And the algorithm was <laughs> targeting like people of color or black people, uh. <laughs> I think specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was noticed and they did this research and, 
ended up reporting it to the, I guess, the people who had come up with this algorithm or, and um, it was changed because, you know, they reported this to them. Mm-hmm. Or, um, and I think that our grad students ended up being hired by them. But either way, it's so important to have diversity yes. in these spaces. You have to have mm-hmm. like women people of color, everyone, gender, non-binary, mm-hmm. like everybody needs to be in these spaces. Yes. That's how are we going to make the advancements that we need to make exactly. if you don't listen to the voices mm-hmm. or have the thoughts of these people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, yeah. and I feel like too, the the culture can be so oppressive sometimes and exclusionary. And there's just so many really brilliant voices and brilliant ideas that are squashed like either they are led to believe that their ideas suck or something you know they they feel like they're Mm -hmm. not smart or you know there's they put up all these barriers you know what I mean like with the stupid GRE costing a bazillion dollars or you know um I mean grad school applications put me in debt like I was in debt for years from applying to grad school um and so there's all these barriers there but I I think that a lot of people get so discouraged and I mean it makes sense like if you have any respect Mm -hmm. for yourself you reach a certain point and you're like what why am I even pushing so hard like screw this I'm gonna go do something where I'm happy you know what I mean so I think a lot of like people Mm -hmm. get disillusioned um and a lot of the like really good ones just are so either traumatized or exhausted and you know they just need to take care of themselves and go be happy elsewhere. Um, and science suffers as a result. Um, and yeah, I think there's, there's, it does. there's a movement. I think this is changing. I think there's a lot of really wonderful things happening right now. Um, and you know, sometimes people make the joke, we just got to wait for like the dinosaurs to die out <laughs> as this new movement is coming I know, in. I know. Um, that's, <laughs> that's a gross oversimplification, obviously, but you know, it's really, yes. um, it makes me feel you know, like warm and fuzzy (laughs) to see some of the changes that are happening in some of these movements and the people that are speaking up. Um, But I I do think we have a long way to go. But I don't know. I feel like even with just us talking about it as a small little itty bitty step. Yeah, I I agree. So I guess we should wrap wrap it up Mm -hmm. in or at least the the movie part, especially Mm -hmm. in general, you know, we know John Glenn made it back. These women go on to do amazing things, all three of them, as I said before. Oh, and and John Glenn did three of seven planned orbits around the Earth. So that was, it was like a five hour. It it was very cool. Okay, so Mary Jackson goes on, like I said, to become, and that's Janelle Monae's character, America's first female African-American aeronautical engineer. And you'll see all of this at the end of the movie, guys, if you watch it, (laughs) or if you already did. Mm -hmm. I'm just reiterating. Yeah. Dorothy Vaughn, first African-American NASA supervisor uh, and Fortran specialist, not Fortran. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, <laughs> and Catherine Johnson kept going on to cal- do calculations within that group and calculated trajectories for like landing on the moon. And hearing her, again, I'm going to put a link up to this interview because hearing her talk about... I. My mind was blown just listening to her. She says something about like when she was doing the moon landing stuff and she's like, yeah, you need it to know. And it's just like so nonchalant. She's so fucking brilliant. But either way, um, she's like, yeah, you need to know the lo- the rotation or take into account the rotation of the earth and, and you've got to know the location of the moon so that you can know how to get the 
you know, rocket out there and landed. And I'm just like, yeah, we know that you have to put that into account, but just to be able to have done those calculations and account for the rotation of the earth and where the moon is and do it by hand is insane to me. Yes. It's just so cool. Absolutely. It's, yeah. Oh, uh, she's my hero. I wish I knew about her as a child. Yeah, exactly. I'm so glad that children. Could exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was, I've been thinking just- a lot about that. Like having someone to look up to like, like that um mm-hmm. is just so huge because like math is you know I'm, always like ew gross math <laughs> but this is like math is cool yeah. like do you see how cool math is yeah um, I think it's pretty awesome I know and it's so funny growing up I if I think about like women I I looked up to um as far as in STEM fields mm-hmm. can't like there was always Mae Jemison because I was like oh NASA and you know you do your black history reports mm-hmm. too so there was that but oh who I looked up to as a child an idol of mine who I met while I was in college but now am very very sad to see any news about was Ben Carson um mm-hmm. and it just saddens me yeah uh, we don't even need to go into that's yeah that's now. a but really still, hard um, uh, I just yeah I still have my signed program um that yeah we it was a luncheon I got to go to when I was an undergrad. He was getting uh, recognized for his accomplishments by the American Flag Society. Um, oh. Should have known then. But, still, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, I met him and um, he was very nice. He is very nice and very gentle man, like just like he is in the now too. But yeah. Uh, anyway, we're this. We're not political. We're, <laughs> we we might slip into it every now and then, but yeah, this is about STEM. Yeah, women in STEM. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I guess that's all I had to say about that. And I'll put up some of those links to things that I've all the things that I kept talking about. Yeah, I, I'm um, going to gather but- some of the things that I have been thinking about too. We can put the, all those things in the show notes. Um, and I would love yes. to kind of, I don't know, I think it would be fun on our social media to kind of have like spotlights of really amazing people. Mm, yes. like, like maybe people can submit them I like that. or we can, I don't know, we can figure Please it out. Do. Cool. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. We would love that. And if you want to do that, if you'd like to send us any of that stuff, you can send it to our email address, uh, which is wistemtertainment.com gmail.com mm-hmm. and you can also follow us on instagram and twitter and our handles there at, on both um is at wi stem pod that's at w-i-s-t-e-m-p-o-d mm-hmm. so just letting you guys know and also i guess you can follow us individually too because we're we're pretty awesome yeah um and we also have Twitters. Twitters. So we like to tweet. <laughs> I've been really bad about like actual tweeting. I do a lot of retweeting, but maybe I'll spend some time actually oh, being a human on there. Yeah. Every now and then I'm I'm good. But <laughs> nah, nah, for the most part, I'm not that great. But if you want to see some of that bad tweeting, <laughs> uh, you can follow me <laughs> on Twitter. It's at E underscore Bazell. That's at E underscore B as in boy, I, Z as in zebra, Z as in zebra, E-L-L. 
yeah. Um, How about you, Kelly? Yeah, I am <laughs> at Kelly Vinyl, which is not spelled as you might think it might be. Thanks, Mom and Dad. That's um, <laughs> at <laughs> K-E-L-L-I-E and then V as in Victor, I-N-A-L. Um, yeah, so that's me. Mm-hmm. Your mom and dad did well. <laughs> I like that name. <laughs> Thank I you. I like the spelling. Thank you. <laughs> What's really messed up is they didn't give me, you know this, um, but they didn't give me a yeah. middle name. They told me, quote unquote, I'll get one when I get married. <clears throat> oh, oh, oh. oh boy. Mm-hmm. I got some problems <laughs> with that. Yep. Oh yep. my gosh, I love it. Oh shoot. Oh, That's boy. another episode. We're gonna go in. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, oh, my theory cool. is that they just couldn't think of they couldn't like decide on one. So like, yeah, the, she'll just get one later. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was young, and, and I think this is true for a lot of people, but when I was young, I hated my last name. Like Kelly Vinyl. Ew, oh. so weird. Oh my god, weird. Because <laughs> I remember like saying to people, like, oh, I'll get one when I get married. Great. Vinyl's my middle name. <laughs> and like now I think it's so cool it's like so why did cool. I hate myself so much back then so, but I guess we kind of all do that yeah I there were different um, reasons yeah. I, I hated myself as a kid but my last name was not one because mm. when you add up the letters you know when they do that thing it's like each letter is a number so z is 26 and b is two or whatever my name added uh-huh. up to so much I got two Z <laughs> up in there. I was just like, Ooh. I'm making mm-hmm. bank. <laughs> yeah, that's the main reason. Can you cash that in anywhere? <laughs> not, not at all. But I can be like DJ Busy <laughs> or DJ Busy B. Whatever. Mm. So, yeah. There you anyway. go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys, uh, for listening to this okay. wacky episode. <laughs> yeah. Do we, I guess, do we have like closing thoughts? Oh, yeah, we have to rate it with our arbitrary system that doesn't mean anything. Girl, I almost forgot. Whoa, this Ah! system is so crazy. It's it's a real system um, that means so much. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. we rate the movie based on how well they depicted the STEM field and women or the women that they depict and all that stuff. And Mm -hmm. what should we what, what should we rate it with this time? I don't know. Um, would slices of pie be too silly? Ooh, I like the slices of pie. Yeah. Or rocket. like we could do rockets or like um, uh, I'm we trying could to think of a good thing. A capsule um, that doesn't break apart that we could do. Mm-hmm. Like- or what about what is what does IBM stand for again? Oh, international business machines. We could rate it. Yeah. How many international, international business <laughs> machines would you give this movie? Yes. Okay. <laughs> mm. So out of three international business machines, I would rate this movie the STEM in I kind of cheated. So I'm rating it three for the STEM because I'm just rating it three for the STEM and three for the women who were badass who, because, um, Katherine Johnson said it seemed pretty accurate. She was like, oh, it's an accurate movie. So I'm going to just take her word for it. And um, also nice. I enjoyed it a lot. So yeah, three three, three awesome. internet business machines from this girl. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so similar. Um, I, I will give it three international business machines <laughs> um, for, the, for the STEM representation. Um, there was a quote that I... Jot, I jotted down. I wrote a lot of things that I didn't 
remembered that I wrote or and I didn't read them during this, but it's fine. Um, but I did just look at this quote. Um, and it says, look, uh, look beyond the numbers, answers to questions we don't even know how to ask math that doesn't yet exist. Mm. Um, and I think like, that's, that's what science is. That's what math is like, that's like that quote in particular. Um, and just kind of how they portrayed some of this, I think was really yeah. kind of, what's the word? I don't know, just dead on. Like, yeah. um, yeah. it's really crazy. Like they're making all of this up using like the smartest people and the most advanced technology in the entire world. Uh, and, you know, the smartest people with the most amazing, you know, technologically advanced equipment still, there's all these question marks. Mm -hmm. um, and that's like the beauty and the frustration and the challenge and everything of what science um, is and what math is. Yeah. And then for the women in STEM in this movie, also three international business machines. Yes. Um, you know, they're just such badasses. Um, yes. And if you just kind of, I mean, I guess we've said it and it's obvious, but, you know, these women were not particularly welcome. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. the standards were higher. They weren't always listened to. They were absolutely mistreated. Um, and you know, not only were they persecuted for the color of their skin, but they're also freaking women during this time yeah. having to wear like heels and have like tiny waists and be freaking quiet and, you know, defer to these like fragile white men and their fragile <laughs> egos. Like, damn, like they are just amazing. I, I don't know. I just, yeah, like three, yeah. three out of three for sure. Maybe four, maybe five, maybe a yeah. hundred oh, yeah. international business so machines. So many international <laughs> business machines that won't fit in the room. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I love that no one measured that. But <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> well, awesome. That was fun. This was a really good, good movie. And um, if you listen to this whole thing and haven't listened to the watch the movie at all, uh, do that. I hope mm -hmm. we convinced you. And we actually didn't spoil everything. Hopefully, you knew yeah. a bit about history in space so you knew john glenn he he made it and that was mm -hmm. to katherine johnson and all these teams of people and they were teams which mm -hmm. say we've said it in another podcast before but you know it's it's a team job team yeah effort so and, all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah thanks again yeah for listening. well yeah watch the movie yeah. um cry into your breakfast <laughs> it's gonna be great um it's gonna be worth it and thank you for listening if you really have listened this far i you know i just kind of want to hug you yeah thank you thanks so, <laughs> so much guys you're to all our fans <laughs> yes, right. yes 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 <laughs> well thanks for listening to another episode of women in stem entertainment yeah thank you <laughs> and we hope you'll also join us next time when we review uh, the movie Annihilation, which features. Annihilation. <laughs> it sounds pretty ominous. We'll see. Mm -hmm. We'll see. We're going to watch yeah, it. There's going to be. Like a really like metal movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or like just real chill. Who knows? Yeah. Annihilation could know. be whatever you want it to be. <laughs> yeah. A soft um, journey. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, so we'll be watching Annihilation and you guys should watch it too. And mm -hmm. you can do that on Amazon Prime or Vudu for $7.99, uh, YouTube or Google Play for $12.99. But psh, why would you do that if it's that much mm -hmm. more expensive? But I'm not, uh, not going to say nothing. That's cool. <laughs> I don't know your life. <laughs> or, yeah, exactly. 
Or you could watch it on Hulu with subscription, which is what I'm going to do. But whatever, mm-hmm. whatever you got. Yeah, because you know that you know someone with a Hulu subscription or you at least know someone yeah. who knows someone who has a Hulu subscription. I mean, if you send me a really nice message, maybe I'll even share mine. I don't know. Maybe maybe I shouldn't True. promise that. <laughs> True that. Um, yeah. But also, if you have Spotify, you might also have a free Hulu subscription that you don't know about that's just sitting there, which is what happened to me. Whoa. So you oh. might want to check it out. <laughs> <laughs> just what? in case mm-hmm. yeah it was like a limited beautiful. promotion mm-hmm. that's beautiful beautiful yeah. <laughs> so there you go or you yeah. might be rich and have amazon prime so yeah whatever um <laughs> and you can just watch it on there anyway um, oh, that's funny. But, um Yeah, I'm super excited to watch the movie. I've had enough people tell me like, oh, yeah, you got to watch that movie. Um, So I'm super jazzed. And I mean, should we say that neither of us have watched it yet and we're excited and this is real time happening in your ears? It's real time. (laughs) Guys, you guys may not have noticed that we had pre-recorded other episodes, but um, like Thanksgiving episode Mm -hmm. that came out in May or June. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, this one... This one will also be pre-recorded, but it'll only be a week pre-recorded. Oh, yeah. You that's are like in for a treat. Yeah. That's Woo. just like a tiny little <laughs> in time versus the yeah. <laughs> before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, I will be hosting a watch party with ladies in STEM. I, I don't know why I said ladies. I'm not an old man. Um, <laughs> just some women in STEM who uh, I will work with. Oh, and, man. Uh, Wait. <laughs> is that like a public invitation or is that just a brag? It's a brag. Okay, it's cool. a brag. <laughs> you know, cool, humble cool. brag, real humble like. <laughs> but, but yeah, cool. guys, it's going to be great. I'm so excited to watch it. And, you know, <laughs> Kelly, I could even Skype you in and you could watch it with us real time. And oh. yeah, you want to do that? Fun. That would be so fun. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I'll I'll dress up so I can yeah, and I'll oh, but I'll have to make my own snacks. But that's okay. I'll yeah, you snacks. you can't have the the potluck. I'm so sorry. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, guys, follow along or watch it so you can follow along real time. Also, you guys should do that thing. Um, there is a way if I mean, if anyone is still listening at this point, I don't know. Uh, I want to send you a trophy, but um, you can leave us a voice memo on Anchor. True. Wait, is that how they do it? And That's so we'll, true, play yeah. it. we'll definitely play it on the show. If you leave us we any will. message like, yeah, it's I mean, you can leave like a cool sound that your mouth makes sometimes or like, and I don't you know. know what? Uh, that reminds me, we got our first review on Apple Podcasts, and what? we don't want to be liars and say that we won't read things on air, or oh, that we'll read them, and then we right. don't. Yeah. Uh-huh. Let me go ahead and pull that up, and I'm going to I'm a lot of things, but I am not a liar. I will seamlessly oh edit this in. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> a liar. Ooh. I am not... Uh, right uh our first review is from mrs bynum and uh the title of the review is gorilla mist and it says so Mm -hmm. i did the fun work of watching gorillas in the mist it was super fun listening to the conversation around the movie i felt like i was there in the room with you guys 
I learned a lot of facts. That was really fun. Um, I think you should keep that up. The facts. We we did drop a lot of knowledge that episode. Um, I can't wait to listen to the next episode. Five stars. Woo! Woo! All right. That's pretty good. That is a five for five, five, 100%. Hundred uh, success rate? I don't know. We're, yeah. we're doing pretty good. So, oh boy! Thank okay. you so much, Kelly, mm-hmm. for being awesome and making all of the cool stuff that we put on our social media. And uh, yeah, you you edit things real, <laughs> real, real nice, real, real nice. You like oh, carve us you. out of pictures like beautifully. I would <laughs> never be able to do it. <laughs> oh wow! Well, thank you. Well, thank you so much for carving our voices out of the air and into a way that is I mean I know it's really hard to do the things that you're doing and I literally don't know how to do it so I really appreciate the blood sweat and tears um, and time and skills and all the things to (laughs) so many so many tears (laughs) I no longer um, dislike my voice I actually kind of like it and when we started this podcast I couldn't stand hearing my voice so I hope you guys like it too Um, but that's what editing has done for me Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Just yeah. That's good. Finally, we'd like to thank, as usual, uh, the man behind the music, Zach Indy. Uh, thanks a lot for that again. And uh, yes. you're awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you for listening. If, if anyone is still listening. Bye, guys. Okay. Bye.